Welcome back on the Night I Go Back podcast, TV, movies. I'm Ben. I'm Higgins. Very thrilled, Higgins with the long ass. Uh huh. The uh-huh. long ass. Really thrilled to be here with you, Higgins. I'm here. I'm happy as well. <laughs> well, I'm glad we can establish that. <laughs> that you're here with me. Too. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so what's up? So this is tis the season to be slinging box, right? Oh my God! This is what we trained for, you know. This is like the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is what we trained for. This is like it's time for the big show. Yep. So yeah, so much boxing in this last couple of weeks that it's 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 crazy. So I am uh, already burnt out, and it's so. Only- what is that for you? Is that more stops? Is that more packages at your existing stops? Uh, everything, all of these. More stops, more pa- more packages for existing stops more hours worked in the day you know i did like 72 hours i think this week or 70 hours i lost count um, i don't know if i've worked 70 hours ever total and <laughs> uh, yeah i mean yeah period <laughs> i was done this, with my statement this year um <laughs> yeah no it's uh it, it's uh not usually this busy this early in december which is not good um well it's probably i assume it's because the fewer people are going like out to buy stuff like yeah i think it's ever i mean we like i think they said I saw some sort of report that not just FedEx and UPS, but like e-commerce in general mm-hmm. is up like 40% yeah. year over year, which is like insane. I mean, that uh, makes sense, right? right. Because so, people are staying in. Right. So like we're, we were doing numbers this week, like inbound volume wise this week that we wouldn't hit until like the day, like two days before, like normally the busiest shipping day, the day like the busiest day for like FedEx, UPS, all those companies is usually a week of the 23rd whatever whatever day the 23rd of christmas uh, 23rd of december falls on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just because that's like the usually the last day that everything um comes in that can be ordered for christmas so right. that's usually the busiest day and last year i think we did something my like my station did something like th- like 12 or thirteen thousand packages that day mm-hmm. and we were doing that already this week that's crazy. So are you, so, so you're working your ass off, but you're making bank too, right? Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the, that's the, the one good thing about being paid hourly is that all of this is, is being, is being documented. <laughs> Not like if I was working salary and like this, all these hours would be. No, much totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, the, the probably, especially a season like this probably makes up for that. I oh mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's bank. Like I said, it's, it, it's the best part of working hourly. I don't, I would much rather be, I think a salary employee in general, just because, you know, you get the same, having the same pay, not having to worry about like banging out early or kind of stuff like that. Like it's nice to have consistent, but it's also like day, times like this when you're getting paid for the hours you're working, like it, you can't beat it. So, so plus yeah. all the overtime and double overtime I can get. So it's definitely a good way of thinking about it because I know people, I mean, not myself, but I know people <laughs> in my company who definitely work more than 40 hours right. a week. Well, like, like, like I, my wife and she's a teacher and she works way more than 40 hours. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And she's only getting paid for, for the hours that they think that a teacher works, which is like seven to two every day. Um, <laughs> Those lazy teachers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would much, like I said, if I have to leave early for something, if I, you know, then I lose money because, you know, you lose hours, but I would much rather, I think during this time period, obviously be, be hourly. So, so let's talk about something that you brought up in the group chat yesterday, Ooh. which is 
something I think is important and you have a unique perspective on tipping, tipping your package delivery services and the USPS. Yeah. I, I mean, I said it as kind of a joke. No, um, I know you did, but you brought up a good thing because I hadn't really thought about this. Maybe I'm, I'm probably a shitty person. I mean, I, I'm definitely a shitty person. Well, right? yeah, I mean, this is, this doesn't change any of that. No, totally. But like, I remembered after you said that, I remember back, my mom would always um, leave a tip for our mail, mail guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean like the USPS, like every, every year at Christmas. Right. So I don't see why it would be any different for no. FedEx or UPS. Well, as well. Mail, mail guys are more personal to like, like the, the male guy that does that comes down my street is the same guy every day. Right. So that's what I was going to ask is that yeah. like, you know, per Adam's question, which is what's the best way to do it. Like is the FedEx guy like this that comes to my house, the same FedEx guy every day. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Probably, probably yes. Just because, okay. you know, every, like any other thing, you, each, each driver gets his own route. And you know, if you do, you do that route and you see the same people on that route all the time. Um, like what I do, I'm I'm a cover driver slash swing driver, which means I have to know all of the routes. That sounds so cool when you say it like um, that. I know, thank you. You're the swing I have man. To know, I have to know all the routes because I cover spots when drivers are out sick, when drivers are on vacation. So I have to know every single route. Which so is- that's that's what I'm worried about is like I have a guy who comes and delivers. I get like 40 pound bags of cat litter delivered to my house mm-hmm. like every from other Chewy? week. No, from Amazon. Oh. Um, but well, I see, Amazon is probably the Amazon guy, so it's probably that's. That's but probably it's a, a different. It's it isn't it like doesn't Amazon work with like UPS? Not, not recently. I mean, I don't know what the I, I know last year they were the last couple of years they've been getting contracted out to either us or UPS because they couldn't they couldn't keep up with the volume. But I think this year they've 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 manned themselves pretty good with staffing. So they might so not what I'm worried about is I have a guy who typically delivers mm-hmm. and then I leave an envelope on my door, for example, and some Higgins type, some big wing big wig swing man <laughs> right. comes in and picks that tip up and he's not actually the guy who i want to so that could definitely happen like i've definitely covered roots um and ben and they, someone would be like oh can you give this to so and so and i usually do but like there's been times when i've covered a route and the guy doesn't work there anymore like oh can you give this to so and so and then i'm like i just take it because I'm like right. he's not here anymore well, it doesn't work anymore yeah yeah i'm taking this but um so i mean i would leave like a like leave on the, the envelope, say like UPS, USPS, or even if you know the guy's name, write his name. Um, and he would have to be like a real asshole to take that and not give it to him. Um, but as far as tipping goes, yeah, I would say the leave, leave the envelopes on the door if you don't feel comfortable actually like handing it to them in person. Because I mean, you're home, so you, chances are you can, you'll probably be able to see him. Um, well, no, I, that's the problem is, so I don't like, so I like work, right? I mean, I, right. I am home. No, no, I, 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 like... I understand, yeah. So I don't know. That's the, so that's, that's where the, that's where this problem stems from is that I don't know. And this is like, shame on me. This guy's at my house all the time. I should know mm-hmm. this shit better, but like, yeah. I don't know what the person who delivers my packages looks like. And that's the problem. <laughs> you don't have a ring doorbell? No, I don't have a oh, ring okay. doorbell. Um, I mean, yeah, just leave a note, say like UPS guy, FedEx. Like, so what you don't want to do is you probably want to leave one for everybody at this point. Just because, right? So it, one it, for UPS, one for FedEx, one for, FedEx, one for one USPS. For, yeah, and just like I mean, and one for the Amazon be, guy too. Like, is there a separate guess, Amazon guy? I oh, guess, man. yeah. So what I mean, are we I looking guess, at? Like twenty bucks a piece? I would even say less. Like, just get him like a ten dollar gift card or something to like Dunks or whatever. Like the local chain is up there. Would it be cruel um, to get an Amazon gift card for the Amazon guy? Is that like <laughs> feeding chicken to chickens? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, no, not again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> 
<laughs> like he can't in good conscience good conscience order anything from amazon because he knows that's just going to mean more work for him right we're actually like not supposed to take tips like if, if anybody offers us stuff we're supposed to turn them down and i've had to turn them down like if, if i've had like a manager with me for like a check ride or something like that and people do people are nice and they offer tips even not during the holiday season just like in general oh, that and happened I, to me tipping is so dumb dude yeah Sorry, continue to, what you were. I, I I'm just saying, I've had to. We're not supposed to take. I mean, because we get compensated. You know, I, I don't want to say pretty well, but we, you know, we make. Yeah, we you make do okay. Money. Yeah. Yeah, we make good money. So I yeah. mean, we don't need a five dollar tip from. No, you don't. You don't need it, but it's right. a it's a gesture, right? And in right. In, in America, it's a custom. Mm-hmm. Um, and and th- I've run into this issue. This like tipping someone, wanting to tip someone who she can't accept tips. I ran into this. I forget what it was specifically, but I, this guy really went above and beyond for me. And I, I wanted to tip him. He was like, sorry, I can't was accept it like tips. retail or something. It might've been retail. might've been like helping yeah. me out to the car or something. It was something like that. But he like, he really like, he really like went above and beyond. And, and mm-hmm. I wanted to tip him. He's like, sorry, I can't accept tips. I'm like, come on, man. Like, right. I really want to get this to you. And then eventually I just like, kind of like, I kind of like slid it in his pocket and his front pocket and then i've always felt really weird about that uh, <laughs> yeah, that was weird i would never do that again. i wouldn't do that again. no yeah i know i've always like i was like a i like fucking invaded this guy's personal space because i felt like mr Moneybags. i had to fucking give him a tip because right. you know and b put him in a tough spot because i think the next time you do that and they say that they can't accept a tip just be like what well no i would what i would do and this is going to take more effort on your part so i mean it's up to you if you want to actually do it yeah, we're just like right right <laughs> write an email or write a post or something to the company and say this person's like get his name be like this person at this store really went above and beyond i hope you guys can like take care of him because like he made my shopping experience that much better wow that way that way the company sees it and they might compensate him monetarily either with like some sort of gift card or something they probably won't because most companies are are dog shit but um yeah yeah uh, at least gets at least gets the recognition that he like you, you think that he deserves. Yeah, so. no, that's 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 the way to do it. Well, I'm glad we were able to talk through this because it, it wasn't something I know you were kidding, but like you're only half kidding because you it came from a place of like holy shit, I just worked like 70 hours this week. Like, please give me some money. Well, well like, you, like you deserve to be recognized for doing something that people like me never never do couldn't do right i mean like anyone could do it it's not no i don't think so i was actually thinking about this too i went down a whole rabbit hole after you texted that (laughs) i was thinking about this like it would take some physical conditioning for me to be able to work to like deliver packages for 80 hours a week dude it's like so there's a spot i don't want to get too graphic but i'm going to Uh, is this graphic about your body because i do not want to there's a spot (laughs) There's a, no, there's I don't a want to hear about your spots. I don't want to there's hear about a mark. Your... There's a mark like on my, like my, my we'll call it my upper, my upper thigh, um, right Jesus below Christ. my back. Your swimsuit like, area. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where, where like from my, me sliding in like off the, the, the seat from my oh. truck, like uh, 300 times a day. Like there's, and there's a mark there that like, I don't know if it's going to go away. That's <laughs> like, like wear and tear, dude. That's like really serious is. wear and tear. Oh, um it looks like like a lot like if i were wearing like very skinny like short shorts and like left a line there um so yeah imagine that while you're eating your lunch or breakfast or yeah no um, totally uh that's that's good that's really good no dude. you don't have to like i said I, like i was talking to adam when adam brought it up yesterday i've been t- gifted or tipped so many like random things that, like, dusty bottle of crown that, like literally dusty bottles of alcohol that like they pull that out. seems like offensive to me i don't know like that's so, like weird like one of the hardest parts uh, and i don't want to say hard but like one of like the 
uh, like it's just difficult and like kind of embarrassing is when you show up to, you know, you're delivering on, you know, the day, a couple days before Christmas late yep. into the night and you show up at someone's like holiday party and they're fucking hammered. And they're just like, come on in, have a drink, have some food. Oh, like, I, obviously no. I can't like, Oh, well, let us, and they, 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 they don't mean to be rude, but right. they're, they're just like overly drunk. And they're like, they're just like, they have this like pity for you for like having to work while they're at a party. And they like they'll they'll throw you something like that like they'll throw you like an open bottle of like grandma like Grand Marnier or an open bottle of Crown Royale and it's like yeah like this is this is just pity at this point like you're only giving this to me because you don't have cash on you you like you weren't expecting to actually tip me this is just like something that was laying around the house or yeah I'm not even worth cash to you right it's like you take like an old like I I basically did that to you when we moved I gave you a ton of uh, tips of of old half drink bottles of liquor upstairs in my in my the most disgusting obscure liquors. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's obviously nice that people do that. And um, so I don't want to like say, don't do that because it makes you an asshole. No, but, but I like, mean, no. come on, think about it logically for a second. You want to, you have a, a tired professional driver mm-hmm. towards the end of his shift and you want him to take drinks before he finishes right. up. I mean, yeah, think about it from right. a logical standpoint, even right. outside of like the recognition, like, come on. No, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make much sense. But like even even people that leave out like the like they started doing it when COVID started leaving out like the baskets of like goodies and stuff that's that's more than enough yeah you know? like because sometimes you know I won't I'll either have gone through all the stuff that I've brought for the day because I usually bring a cooler full of like you know my lunch and I have a couple bottles of water and like snacks that I can eat during the day um, and if I you know it's late in the night and I've already gone through all that nothing better than pulling up to a house and they have something waiting for you there like that's that's better than any kind of cash or any kind of gift no card. totally I, we talked about this a few a few weeks ago because I, I said my mom was doing it and I thought that was yeah. a real class act and like mm-hmm. I don't know I, I anytime I see a free unopened water bottle I will drink that water bottle totally. so I think it's it's like it's a nice thing to just to just put out there and, and encourage as good health. You don't realize how much you need a granola bar until like you have yeah, no shit. four hours yeah. and you want a granola bar and it's like, yeah, okay, I'll yeah. take it. Sure. So no, totally. But yeah, I mean people if you want to tip your 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 delivery drivers, go for it. It's not recommended. It's not, you know, I mean it's not required or anything like that, but not to not to get on the the toot my own horn train, but like we are working a ton and uh it's unprecedented times right now with the level of volume that all these people are that all these companies are doing right now. So um, if you feel like being nice, go for it. And I will say to me, you are a hero. Thank you. Thank you. I had to describe it to Riley, like has been asking like what I do. And the only way I could describe it that she could like understand was that I work for Santa. I was like, I was like, Santa can't be everywhere all at once. So what I, what he does is he pays me to go and deliver presents to all the, to, uh, to people that he can't reach. So when do you think, when do kids typically, uh, if you're a young child. Uh, yeah, please turn this off. Go ahead and turn this off. When do kids typically stop believing in Santa Claus? Um, I don't know. I want to say like, like 10, s- maybe less, maybe younger. Okay. Kids are like super smart these days. I know. I mean, the you can access dude. Yeah. You can access everything. And plus people are like not afraid to just like, I've seen things on these like parenting apps, uh, parenting boards and stuff about people who, spoil it early for their kids because they don't feel like lying to their kids they don't want to have a basis of they don't have a want to have a relationship with their children based on lies but you lie to your kid all the time right no it's 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 insane but there's new parents out there that either spoiling it early or not telling them about santa at all and 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 you're like neutering your kid at right blocking them from even knowing what santa is um 
so that they don't feel like they've been lied to for the first like seven years of their life. Like I don't even remember when I was told that Santa wasn't real and I definitely didn't feel lied to. So I I don't really know. I don't know enough about a, I'm totally unqualified to talk about being a parent. B don't know about psychology or child psychology to say one way or another, but that sounds dumb. No, yeah, totally. (laughs) Like imagine, imagine, someone being like yeah i was i was really on the straight and narrow until my parents told me <laughs> it shattered my fucking world <laughs> and now i'm a serial killer so. that's so dumb that's so fucking dumb yeah it's so dumb <laughs> are you gonna sit here ladies and gentlemen <laughs> of the jury <laughs> and tell me that this man was not wronged by his parents uh yeah no that's stupid uh, so yeah i would say like probably like seven or eight is probably the probably the good age so that yeah okay fair that, enough but right now we're doing where she's all into it. Riley's all into it. So it's pretty, it's really fun right now. Yeah. So. What's the big toy this year? Is there like a big toy? I don't even know. There's every, like there's, um, I mean, everything I see, we got like, so I don't know if you've seen these, but you know, when we were kids, we always used to get like the Sears catalog or the KB toys catalog. Yeah, fuck yeah. Toys in them. Hell yeah. Now what they do is Amazon sends you a catalog to your house like a physical it's, catalog it's like well it's like a fucking phone book dude wow it's, ashes it's ashes. like it's like this it's like it's like a quarter of an inch thick with everything like gift wise that you could buy from amazon and it's meant so that kids and adults i guess too can like go in and like circle like the like the uh skew number and everything like that so then give it to people and they can search for it and and you know and uh oh does it, it have little like qr codes that you can scan yeah yeah, yeah that's cool that's all, actually yeah. pretty smart so we got that and she's been going through and like she's probably obsessed every, with it. Oh, she's so every day every day we had to literally tell her like you're only getting Santa's Santa can only bring so many things. So like we had to like trim <laughs> it down to like five we're gonna get her like five we get her one big thing every year and then like right. five small things. So Do you have a big uh, thing in mind? Uh not really. No, I think she's been asking for this like this like animatronic unicorn that we'll probably end up getting is like the big thing, it's but it's terrifying. only like, it's, it's yeah, it's only like 60 bucks. So it's not like that much of a big thing, but I mean, like we got her like a big kitchen lap a couple years right. ago and we got her, um, we, that we, kitchen's we, seen plenty of mileage. That thing's oh, yeah. fixture it's, 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 it's in the basement now waiting for the new kid. Mm. So <laughs> it's going to, uh, it's going to get, it's going to be in the, in the rotation for a long time here at the yeah. household. So get, get your mileage out of that. Seriously. Stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. This, this, it, it, kids are. I feel like it's either video games or like, or like drones, or like <laughs> like like electronics, like that. Like no, there's no real toy anymore that like kids play with. Right, so, right. Yeah, but, no, that's fair. Well, all right. Well, tis the season, I guess. Tis the season. So, so what have you been doing? Oh man, the same stuff. Not the same stuff as you. Mm-hmm. Um, the same stuff that I've been doing. You know, working and um, I've been I've been buying a bunch of stuff on Craigslist recently. Ooh um what kind of stuff mostly stuff mostly drum stuff so like did you finally get a drum set up there? so i've i've assembled a drum set so i left most of my most of my drum set at home i gave it to pj when i moved here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i brought a few of my more we've talked about this i brought a few of my like nicer more portable things yeah. um and then i had been slowly over the past few months re- getting another drum set through craigslist like but like finding good used deals and then assembling all the stuff i need for a drum set Finished that about a month ago, and now I've been slowly upgrading different components based on things that come up on, on Craigslist. So like a new, like I just went out and bought a new hi hat stand, bass drum pedal. Mm-hmm. Like there's little, there's little elements of the drum set that you can like, that you can like upgrade or, or okay. have different types of the thing. Like it's not like a saxophone where it's like all you have, you have a saxophone or you have a different saxophone. Mm-hmm. A drum set is modular, right? So you can swap out different drums, different stands, pedals, etc. 
So I've just been doing a bunch of um, bunch of Craigslist wheeling and dealing. Um, You're looking deals. just to just to like jam on your own, or like what are you trying to? So eventually, once I once I save my shekels enough to get recording equipment, I'll be able to like collaborate with like PJ and Carrie and them. Basically, like we would we would send each other back and forth tracks of us recording and playing over each other. Um, recently, wild. I've just been I've just been jamming, and uh, basically, you can go on like YouTube and get like drumless tracks, like it's music without drums and you could just oh. listen to it in your headphones and just like play along with it. So it's a good way to stay fresh when I'm not playing with other people. That's cool. Actually. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I typically do it when Jamie is not home because she's like, Oh, I'm totally cool. With you play drums. Like it's all good. But like drums are fucking annoying. Yeah. Like, I lived with a, a drummer. So yeah. I, when did you live with a drummer? Chad's a drummer. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Way back. Yeah. Um, right. So anyway, so I don't want to like, like if Jamie had a hobby that made as much noise as drums, I would be like, uh, "Don't fucking do that hobby." <laughs> so I want to return her to stifle same. her creativity like that. Yeah, That's well, there's not do. many hobbies that make as much noise as I mean, she'd have to take up like like fucking amateur jackhammering or something and make as much noise as a drum set. So, if so, that's what she wanted to do, though. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, I thought long I and hard about this. I drove by a construction yeah. site the other day, and I was like, "Look at that!" <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Um, um, so yeah, so I, I've played cause Jamie was, Jamie was out yesterday. Um, so I played a ton yesterday. So she's always out, dude. She's, she's always she out. She does her thing. She does her thing with like a limited number of people, but like, she likes to see those people. And I think that that's, that's like why we came here. Right. So I, right. Uh, I can, I can forgive her a little bit of, um, you know, maybe bending the, the top level COVID rules in order to, <laughs> to hang with her people that frankly I deprived her of for five years. Like, oh, you didn't deprive her of it. Well, no, I mean, but that's a, you know, that's an oversimplification, but like, right. you know, um, so, so yeah, so I've been doing that, you know, playing drums. Oh, I got the Xbox. I got the new Xbox. How did that go? It's Delivered great. to you I by FedEx, it. right? Delivered to me by FedEx. Not, not Friday morning. Like you promised. It was a little uh, later in the day, but, uh, um, you know, it was good. Uh, it's excellent. I'm enjoying it. Well, really I got it so I could play with the people who don't have PCs. Cause right now right. I can play games with like PJ cause he has a computer like Metalla, but there's not a lot of crossplay games, so I couldn't play a lot of games with like Jeremy, Roger, Justin, a- Adam as much. Um, we've been playing a ton, so it's been great. And awesome. The Xbox is really good. And do you um, notice a, a difference? Well, I don't. Have, I don't notice a difference. Yeah, I didn't have the old you Xbox. Didn't have one. So. Yeah, you didn't have one. But I do. I load in faster than like people with the previous generation. But like that's it's a. I mean, I would have been just. There's nothing about the new Xbox that makes it worth getting if you have an old Xbox at this point. Gotcha. There just isn't. I mean, there's not. So was that the same games. with the PS4 and the PS5, or is the PS5? PS5 actually has a few, like really good exclusive PS5 okay. games. So it's it's okay. a little it's a little different. I think that's one of the reasons why PS5s are just like flying off the shelf. Yeah, they're 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 like really flying off the shelves. Like, what do you what are your what are your opinions on the uh, the like the memes or like the 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 posts of saying like I hope you're happy. I hope like you as an adult are happy that you're you're steal you're taking PS5s away from like children who want to buy them as Christmas presents or something like that. I've I seen mean, like uh, essentially what people are getting mad because adults are buying all the PS5s and not leaving any for kids to like for other adults to buy for their kids for for Christmas or something. I don't know. That's an interesting that's an interesting take. I had not heard I had not heard or considered that. Mm-hmm. My first instinct is to say I don't care about that uh, mm-hmm. because video games are, are just as much, if not more for adults than they are for kids at this point. So I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think that um, I don't really mind. And honestly, like 
okay, daddy, show a little fucking hustle. Like I sat, I like, I analyzed when are these going to be back in stock? I sat, I, I perfected the, the, the art of checking out as fast as possible. And right. I fucking got it. And if you don't have one, not you, but if you, the hypothetical, you don't have one for your kid to open, you miss out on that once in a lifetime experience of seeing the smile on their face when they open that Xbox. That is on you, you dumb motherfucker. Whoa. That's what shit. I feel about that. Um, Hell yeah. Ooh, you got me I also, up. I also feel like I don't think it's that it's directed at the people like you who buy one. I think it's directed at the the market of people who are buying like six or seven at a time. That's that, like scalpers. That's definitely yeah, and reselling that's them for fucking a thousand dollars a pop. That's definitely shitty. Yeah. And I, I actually will say that's like something that makes sense in, in theory and that a lot of people did. And it's why they're so hard to get right now for sure. Scalpers and bots on mm-hmm. the website that like automatically buy out all the stock when they get back in stock. I will say, so I spend a lot of time on Craigslist as we, as we discussed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right when the Xbox and PS5 launched there, a bunch of them hit Craigslist at like double the price, right? A thousand bucks, 1200. I am still seeing those same listings for those same Xboxes and PS5s a month later. So I got to say, I don't think I, at least around here, people are not buying them. Right. And that really makes me feel good. Good. Right. Yeah. Those those people. I mean, who's, who are those people? Are they just like, like you say bots, but like what, what does that boil down to? Well, no, they're scalpers. I mean, the people right. are called scalpers, right? They're, they're scalping just like you would, you would buy tickets. And that's what, that's right. what makes like Ticketmaster so shitty is it's the same thing when like fucking Adele plays, you know, well, yeah, garden, po- right? like StubHub I mean, and Ace Tickets are, are legalized scalping at this point. Right, exactly. So, so yeah. it's the same thing. It's the same type of people. It's people who are, who are good at getting this stuff up front and they know how to use tools like what are called bots, which are mm-hmm. basically something like a little, a little thing on your computer that will like automatically buy as many of something as possible as soon as it hits inventory, mm-hmm. right? So like you as a person, like me trying to buy an Xbox, like refreshing the page when it's back in stock are automatically a few steps behind these bots that are just gonna autom- like immediately as soon as it's as possible, like buy that shit. Um, that's people who just believe in like, they, they don't give a shit about, about the ethics or the morals and they believe in supply and demand. They think they can make, that it's worth their time to make a little extra money, you know, doing this. And, and, and frankly, I'm glad that it doesn't seem to be working at least around here. Right. I don't know what it's, if it's working around here. Cause I, I did dabble for like a, literally for like 14 seconds. I was like, maybe I'll get a PS five for myself. Cause I, you know, I don't buy anything for myself. I literally, I get like one, one gift a year for myself. You, all my money goes you to should like get an Xbox because that's what all your friends. Yeah, that's there's no, there's like no reason for you to buy. Is it, cheaper than the ps5 yeah the the digital version mm-hmm. so both xbox and playstation have a disc version that's more expensive where you can still put in physical discs and a digital version the ps5 digital is 400 the xbox digital is 300 the series oh, S. Wow. that's the that's one i bought not that, that's not like, that's way that's cheaper than the ps4 was when i first bought it yeah no totally that's why this series s was like a great it was like a great thing it was like a great move on xbox's part um and mm-hmm. i think in the long run it'll really pay off for them. And it's perfect okay. for me. Like I get it just to play a few games that, 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 you know, Jeremy and Roger and them play. Right. So like for right. me, I don't need discs. I don't need to pay the extra to have that. Like need your fucking discs. I don't need your fucking discs. Uh, so, so, but, but at this point, like besides the existing games that you have already, mm-hmm. there is no compelling reason for you to, to get a, a PlayStation over, an Xbox. And the okay. compelling reason for you to get an Xbox is that all, literally all of your friends play Xbox. You Not all, all, all of your friends on this, on, you know, in the, in the cool group, all of your, all of your cool OG friends, yeah. your real friends. My real friends. Right. Exactly. So, um, 
Something okay, to think you, about. Something you want to start talking about uh, movies and TV, or do you? Yeah, wanna... I like how we we start we before we recorded, we were like, <laughs> we really need to keep this one to a tight hour. <laughs> now it's like forty five minutes later, and we're like almost to talking about TV. Okay. Um, luckily, we're gonna we're gonna do this more open format like we've been doing before. Um, mm-hmm. Ben and Higgins just riffing, so we're not gonna bore you with a lot of long and drawn out talk about some stupid topic. You don't or care about. are we? Or are we? Right. I would mean, yeah. stay, stay tuned. I mean, you got to figure that out. But um, right. yeah, let's. Uh, Let's just talk a little bit about what we've been watching. We took a couple right. of weeks, so we've had plenty to plenty of time to watch things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't you I guess I'll start. Yeah, why don't you go ahead? And uh, yeah. So I've been watching a you know, bunch of things. Nothing good. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I've watched so far in the last two weeks. I've watched almost all of the new season of Big Mouth, which I don't think you're a fan of. Um, which is fine. Which is fine. <laughs> um, I'm a I'm a big John uh, Mulaney and Nick Kroll fan, so like I will. Uh, watch pretty much anything that either of those two do um so the season four came out i think on tuesday and i'm i've already i think i'm one episode away from watching that from uh, finishing that um uh there's a hbo max slash hbo regular um documentary series called murder on middle beach which um i've been following it's a four-part documentary series for um about a woman it's made by the uh so this woman gets murdered at her home in connecticut in 2010 and it's it's unsolved they have no reason they have no idea who did it um so the, her son is a documentary filmmaker and he's making a documentary about her life that is now turning into like a trying to f- find his mother's killer okay and it's really fucking good um it's a four-part series they've aired three of the episodes so far part four airs tonight um what's it called again Murder on Middle Beach Murder uh, on Middle Beach okay yes um sounds like Jamie would like it Jamie would love it. Um, as a true crime fan, she would absolutely love it. Um, it's what it's what I like about that a show like that or a documentary series like that is like it's you don't the fact that Hollywood has run out of ideas to like make movies when literally people's lives are just as interesting as any movie that you can ever fucking like the the the, the kid goes into like the backstory of all his relatives and like his family and you just find out some wacky ass shit about his family and it's like how is this not a movie like yeah. the, the the stuff that he finds out and like you end the first episode convinced that the father did it and then you watch you know see episode two and three and you're like okay well it's definitely not the father it's definitely this person each each episode you're like okay well it's this family member who did it or like that family member who did it and it's because the family's so fucked up that it literally could be anybody that did it and it's like this is way more entertaining than anything that any script could could bring you that's uh, so that's so interesting um uh that actually i had a i had a little pitch uh okay you can do at the end and it's actually tied into like a, like a real life thing like that yeah so so i, I won't say it till the end but that it's funny that you that you mentioned that like kind of because we talked about this when we talked about um geriatric high no not geriatric high jesus oh. no we were talking about um was it chicago seven or trial four one of one of them or just general like true crime mm-hmm. um where you get a heavy you get a hefty dose of like the opinion of the documentary maker yes yes right yes, yes. and so you what you're explaining is something where like they're kind of they're kind of toying with that format mm-hmm. to create um, like drama, like ebbs and flows of, of the, sure. of how you're, sure. 
Yeah, which is interesting. Like, really what interesting. I like about what I like about this though is that he, the 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 filmmaker doesn't actually sway it one way or the other. Like, yeah, the end by the end of season by the end of episode one, you're like, okay, the father definitely did it because like look at everything, but then he he switches it up and like he's just talking about even just like he's interviewing his aunt, who at the time he doesn't even think she's a suspect. I'm gonna get uh, whatever. I'll spoil a little bit of it. He doesn't even think she's a suspect because his mom has helped his her. Uh, his aunt out so much financially she was like a drug addict and like a prostitute and like she was helping him out she was helping them out so much and then at the end like he's just interviewing his aunt and she's like yeah i almost had i almost hired a um hitman to kill your mom once <laughs> and he's like what <laughs> um and that's like, like the jinx where he's yeah. just like he basically like casually admits to doing it like right so and then she's like well no i didn't do it though but i thought about it because i needed the money um, and she's like, Oh my God. And he's like, this was, this is not where I thought this was going to go. And now like, <laughs> now you convinced the aunt did it. Um, and even like he brings and I, I guess it's, I guess it's legal. I don't know if it's legal, but he, he puts a tape recorder, straps a tape recorder to himself and goes into, um, an, an interview with the police. Hmm. Um, and they, they think he's part of it. They're right. like, well, all we found on the scene of the crime were, were cigarette butts and, um, it was your DNA. Hmm. Like, well i was i mean i lived at the house so like yeah i smoked and i threw cigarettes out in the in the yard all the time blah, blah, yeah blah. yeah so like so like and even he's even showing that like the police thought he was a suspect so like right. it's it's insane <laughs> these this is like just a regular family with all these you know skeletons in their closet meanwhile we're doing like the ninth installment of spider-man <laughs> instead of like just like trying something new well uh, you got to remember like that that your opinion of this yeah, like right. the, 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 that aligns to the type of movies and tv that shows that you I like. like right we we it's what i think it's like the kind of core of the difference between your taste and my taste is that i have more of a flair for the supernatural and mm -hmm. the magical and you have more of a flair for like for you things that are real are more entertaining to you so of course you're gonna feel like that sure. to me i feel like you could sit down and turn on any true crime documentary um, oh and i would fall in love with it and well, no, and I was going to say to me, it's like the same exact thing. They're like interchangeable. Right. So I have a very, like you, that, you know, I'm, I completely disagree with that. <laughs> I frankly, I think that true crime is like kind of played Overdone. out. Like we've, played we've seen out, yeah. it. We've seen it. We've, we've seen what there is to see. And I know for a fact that there are still good new ideas coming out of Hollywood. As a matter of fact, I watched one that I want to talk about. Because we got them. We got them. Because it's us. Because we're. Yeah. <laughs> We're the visionaries. Um, <laughs> all right, so that so Murder on Middle Beach is on HBO Max or HBO like on demand. You're getting a lot of mileage on HBO Max, dude. They, they, so they just made it like compatible now with uh, Xfinity, so now I can oh, I can cool. watch it on cool. which I'm gonna get rid of. But another thing we'll talk about, maybe not this episode, but we're we're actually gonna cut cable. Let's January. do oh, let's do like a cord cutting episode. January one, we're cutting cable. Wow, um, look at that. Okay, yeah. next week cord cutting episode. Right. We'll talk well, about your plans to cut the cord. Yeah. We'll talk about what we're gonna replace it with. We'll talk about that whole okay. dynamic of how TV is changed. That's a that's a good one. I like that. Um, and I've also been watching the last thing I'll I'll talk about um has been a ton. I'm rewatching the the series Workaholics. Um, oh yeah. Because okay. I, I brought up to you a couple of weeks ago that I had found a podcast, a new podcast the four by the guys, yeah. by the guys who, did, who brought you Workaholics, um, Kyle Newichek, uh, Adam Devine, Blake Anderson, and Anders Holm. Um, uh, it's called This Is Important. 
the podcast, which is pretty much just a play on words because nothing they talk about is important. So uh, they're all, they just shoot the shit. They tell stories. There's no format. It's literally the four of them talking. Um, there's no topic and nothing like that. They just, the, the podcast starts, they talk, they tell stories, they shoot the shit. And then at the end, they're like, well, that's it. <laughs> like, we'll see you next week. Can and you imagine that we feel like we can do that we have earned the right to do to that, do that same right. thing that those guys are doing. Like it's right. fucking ridiculous. But the stories they tell and the, it's just so, and their dynamic is just so like, so, so, so funny. Yeah. And I know I, I brought it up to you. Like, I didn't know if you were a fan of workaholics. Um, but if you are a fan of workaholics or, of the, or of the movie that they did up for Netflix uh, game over man, which is really Ugh, funny. That movie you didn't sucked. like that. No, oh, that, that was sucked. good. I thought that was good. Uh, if you're a fan of that stuff, um, then you will really dig this podcast. Uh, it's just all, a whole lot of them talking and shooting the shit. And like, what's cool about it is they 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 were friends before they were famous. Right, you can and tell. They got, too. And then they got famous together, and now they've kind of branched off and they've each done their own thing, separate of of the of each other. But they all have that that connection, which is really cool. It's like the four, it'd be like any four friends, you know, recording a podcast together. Um, the only difference is a lot of people have seen what they're what they've done, so right, like, they right. relate to them. Um, and now, I mean, at this point, a couple of them have been in such big name stuff that like, they probably yeah. have well, quite a few, you know, stories. Exactly. To tell that, too. The Kyle Newichek, who, who was the, was the director. He was, he, he played Carl in right. the show. He know, would. Yeah. He, yeah. And he directed all the episodes. He's now directing, uh, in the chat that shadows in the, where we, the vampire oh, show on FX. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, He's the I can't believe I'm blanking on that name. I heard that show. What, awesome. what we do, what we what do, we in, do the shadows, in the shadows. That's yeah. It, yeah. Um, he's like, he's done the entire third season of that. So like he's on to be, doing stuff like that. Um, Blake Anderson's on this new show. Woke that's on um, with, uh, Oh, that's with, um, with, with Winston. Winnie the Bish. Yeah. I think it's on Amazon or Hulu. I forget. Um, and then I, Adam Devine is fucking everywhere. He's and, everywhere. Um, um, Anders Holm is, is a big, he's like, he's, a writer and a lot he's of he's in a whole bunch of shit too i mean i'm watching mindy project right now and he's yeah he's using the mindy the product yep um and I, I just dig those dudes so because of the podcast i went back and and now rewatching. i'm up to season the middle of season three of workaholics and that show is just so funny i just like i forgot how funny it was it's definitely i mean it's a it's a, it's a satire on like the bro culture like they're i think from listening to these guys talk they're not bros but they they play bros as satire like the those types of personalities and it's just so heavy in, in workaholics that I had never noticed before the, my first time watching it, how like just these guys are like the ultimate douchebags and they, and they're <laughs> trying to be the ultimate douchebags, which is just really funny. Um, the show is just really, really funny. Yeah. And it's on Hulu. The whole, the whole series is on Hulu. So go back and you can, you can watch it if you want. Um, but this is important. You can get it on iHeartRadio, uh, Apple, wherever you find your podcast, it's on there. So I recommend that. And uh, that's been what I've been doing for the last three weeks. If you're so, going to listen to that podcast audience, uh, make sure you listen to our podcast first. Right. Yes. It's a good lead in to, uh, to theirs. Yeah. We're the, we're the warm up, <laughs> the opener. <laughs> uh, so good. Doing? Okay, cool. Cool. Um, okay. So I have a movie and a TV show I want to talk about. Ooh, girl. I'm going to start with the movie. Then I'm going to go into the TV show. Um, I had the opportunity to watch Tenet. Tenet. Yes. The uh, Christopher Nolan movie, correct? That is correct. Yep. That's like a, it's, it's a weird thing where like, it's like the same front words as like, you, know, you tell me about it. You tell me about it. Yeah. So essentially, okay. So I'm going to, so, so uh, mild spoilers for Tenet coming up. Most people haven't seen it because it's not like available in active streaming. Um, mm-hmm. 
normally I'm not, normally I'm ashamed to admit if I pirate something, I am not ashamed to admit that I pirated Tenet to watch it. Nolan has made it so fucking difficult to watch this movie because <laughs> he stubbornly wants people to experience it in the theaters because he doesn't want the theater model to die out, which it clearly is. Oh, yeah. He has deprived the American <laughs> public of watching his next movie to the point where I took great pleasure in downloading that shit and watching it for free. Okay. Okay. So I'm not, so I'm not ashamed to admit that I pirated it. Um, I thought it was great. So this, this is like, like, of course, like right down my alley, right? The like, um, kind of like time travel-esque mm-hmm. kind of stuff, like totally supernatural. Um, his like kind of this, like what the fuck is going on type of thing. And Tenet, even like, even more so than um, Inception, which I think is kind of like the, uh, kind of the grandfather to this movie. Even more so than Inception, this movie is like, like what is going on? Like you legitimately need like two or three watches of this movie to, to figure it out. But the cool thing about it is kind of what you said, where essentially the movie is, the, like the kind of the first half of the movie is a, is a series of events playing out in the right way. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the movie is that same series of events, but being played out in the opposite order. Like um, think about it like a pyramid, right? So- Or like uh, a palindrome. Oh, it's exa- like a palindrome, exactly. I mean, that's what it is. Like Tenet is a palindrome, right? That's exactly, that's exactly what it is, right? So it's, it's the same forwards as it is backwards, but you're watching kind of one person Um, or a couple people move through this timeline forward and then the same time period backwards. And it's, it's really cool to see, you know, you watch all this stuff happen forwards, then you see how they were, how they were influencing things Mm -hmm. uh, when you see it happen backwards, influencing things that you saw maybe like out of place or kind of weirdly in the first part of the movie. I love that kind of like um, uh, dynamic that, 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 that movies have where you look back and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't understand why this happened, but now I get it. Something later in the movie it, yeah. helped me understand why something earlier in the movie happened. I love that. But it, it is the type of movie that you need to do multiple watchings. And as a movie that the clock's in at like three hours, that's like kind of a oh, tall, geez. kind of a tall order. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, I, I just, I, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have not watched it a second time, but um, I think it's, it's exciting. It's interesting. It's got a great sci-fi element to it. It's kind of one of those things where like I watch it and I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand what happened. I don't, but, <laughs> but, but I'm sure that it makes sense. Like if you, if you understood it, like you fully watched it multiple times, like I'm sure that there's a, there's a backbone of it that like actually does make sense. Whereas it'd be really easy for someone to make a movie like that, that ultimately like has all sorts of like, um, like interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> well, interstellar is its own interstellar is in its own thing, but kind of, yeah. Where it's like, it's, it's things are just like, there's no explanation. It's just like, it is what it is. And you as the audience are just, are just left to kind of like, be like, okay, so, you know, it is what it is. I guess right. I'm not gonna be able to explain it because there is no explanation. I firmly believe that Tenet does have a, there is logic to what happens. I just, I wasn't able to kind of grasp it that first time, but I, God, I enjoy the ride. And that one concept of like the palindrome style movie. Mm-hmm. Did he um, like create that or is that? Yeah, I, well, that's what kind of like, you know, touching on what you were saying, like that is a unique idea coming out of a big, big budget Hollywood movie. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's what was kind of really cool about Inception in the first place was it was bringing that like kind of nerdy sci-fi time travel thing into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nolan really like doubled down on that for, for Tenet. Uh, and I, what are your I, thoughts I on uh, John, da- John David Washington? Think he's going to be the next big star, or uh, maybe? I mean, he was phenomenal in in. The, I mean, it's... him and and Pattinson, uh, who's quickly becoming one of my very favorite actors, Robert Pattinson, yeah. um, just because he's so fucking weird. 
uh, uh, together, it's, their dynamic is incredible. I like to, I like to see like it's crazy to think that like we had Denzel Washington, and now his son is just like gonna take over and be like the biggest fucking another big movie star. Like it's crazy yeah, that I mean. I mean just like the talent combination of having the talent and having the and having the opportunity yeah exactly absolutely. yeah but. so so yeah so i i i liked it I'm, I'm going to watch it again um and i you know besides just explaining the general outline like i just did there's a lot mm-hmm. of a lot about it that i could like there's definitely connections like thing that have things that happen in that first half of the movie that are explained in the second half of the movie that i just didn't, didn't catch get. Right. Exactly. Now, do you think now upon watching it that it would have played out better in a big theater? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Watching a movie like that in the theater is absolutely the the best way to experience it. Mm-hmm. Withholding a movie like that from your audience because you want to force them to watch it in the way that you want them <laughs> to watch it, and more selfishly, you want to make sure that the model that has made that has lined your pockets doesn't get obliterated by the streaming model, which is going to line your pockets less. That is selfish and obnoxious, and I'm not willing to uh, I'm not willing to acknowledge that. Okay. All right. Jeez. Easy. Taking a stand here. I'm taking a fucking stand. All right. Uh, So what was the show that you watched? Okay. All right. I've been hearing a lot about this. I need to, I'm dying to finally find out what this is. I watched a show. It just finished its second season. um, That is one of the funniest shows that I have seen in a very, very long time. So recent, like, like over the past couple of years, I've watched shows like the new girl and Mindy project and other comedies that I've thought have been like really excellent. I've thoroughly enjoyed through and through. I can't remember the last comedy that I watched that made me laugh like, like this show. The show is a comedy central uh, half hour comedy called Detroiters. Detroiters. Yes. Okay. Have you seen it? I have watched a couple of episodes. It's really funny. They canceled it though. So you I don't think you're going to get anything. Oh, did they cancel it? That's, that's yeah. really disappointing. Well, comedy central is gone. Like it's not, it's not. Oh, a... so maybe it'll get picked up because, because so, okay. So Detroiters is a show. It stars Tim Robinson, uh, recently, recently, recently uh, rose to prominence through his Netflix streaming special. I think mm-hmm. you should leave with Tim Robinson, which is, <laughs> yeah. it is a certain type of humor. Like, I don't think it's for everyone, but if, if that type of humor is for you, that is, that is a wall to wall laugh mm-hmm. series. So, um, and then it has Sam Richardson, who is um, Jonah's assistant, uh, the African-American guy in Veep. Yep. Um, both of them are fucking hilarious and their dynamic together is mm-hmm. a friendship dynamic that I can only compare to um, JD and Turk from Scrubs. Oh, I was going to say you and me. Well, no, I can't compare it to you and me. I mean, it's not even close, but, yeah, but right. as far as on TV, mm-hmm. um, so it's, it is fucking hilarious. And, and so it has, it, it's definitely like a, like a scripted comedy um, but it, 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 every now and then it'll like kind of devolve into like what almost feels like a sketch from, <laughs> I think you should leave. Like it has like, like Tim Robinson is able to maintain that kind of, um, element that you got in that show, right. which is just this style of comedy that again, wouldn't appeal to everyone, but is just like, is just like, to me, just, just incredible. And what this show does really well, you know, more and more as I'm watching more and more comedy, I'm realizing comedy lives in the reaction shot. So oh, the, the it, line, it, girl. yeah, the line itself, the comedic line is nothing without watching the reaction to that being said on the TV show. If people, mm-hmm. if someone is just sitting in a bubble and saying stuff that they think should be funny on paper and everyone is just kind of sitting there and ignoring them, that's not funny. What makes you laugh or what makes me laugh is watching someone react in a certain way to something that was just said or done in a show. So one show that, and, and, and of course, you know, 30 Rock being my favorite, my favorite show, 30 mm-hmm. Rock did this really well. Like 
you'd get a reaction shot from like Pete or Liz or, or uh, Jack, where they'd look at like Tracy or Jenna saying something and you just, you could see in their eyes, like they, they expressed more in their reaction to some stupid thing that Tracy would say than they possibly could by actually saying something, right? It's like, right. It's like rolling your eyes or um, like, like looking like, oh my God, like that kind of thing. Like the reaction is when I found I would actually laugh at something more than when a joke <laughs> is, actually, is actually made. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's, that might just be me. But I think that's uh, no. Like, I think that's part. Of, I think that's a huge part of it. I think it's know? a huge part of it, right? It's it's why like it's why going to a com- and I think it's a lot of the same of why going to a comedy show like stand up comedy show is much funnier than watching watching stand up comedies because you're there and everyone's laughing around you and you're able to you're able to see reactions and react and, and and react to things mm-hmm. along with it, right? I think that's like a lot of the appeal of watching stand up comedy um, in person. And this show, they say and do stupid stuff, but like their reactions to everyone around them who's even more ridiculous saying and, <laughs> and saying and doing even more stupid stuff and seeing them react to it and be like, and be like, no, like what? No, what? No. Like it's, it's just, it's just so funny. And to so, me, I think that's, that's what really takes it over the edge for me. And that's like, wall, 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 wall. You're going to, you're going to disagree with this, but in my opinion, because I, I, I have seen, you know, probably like six episodes. Of I disagree. Detroiters. Okay. <laughs> I think the reason Detroiters is, was successful on Comedy Central was because of shows like Workaholics that came before it. Oh, Workaholics. It is yeah. absolutely, Workaholics yeah. is, is absolutely a predecessor to Detroiters. It, it even feels the same. It has the same I, kind I was of gonna say I was going to say that too, that it kind of felt the same, but I didn't want to. Wanna... No, it does. Absolutely. Okay. And, I, and I'm not to say I, I don't dislike Workaholics. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Watched the whole thing end to end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's, that show is... To me, a show like um, Detroiters just hits me in a slightly, in a slightly different way. Part of what I love about Detroiters is that nothing is taken too seriously. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, Which I think is, is comedy has to be taken. You can't take comedy seriously. Right, exactly. It has, to, it has to be an element like of of tomfoolery, where yeah. like you don't because if you start to, if you end up being like, I mean, I almost feel like even shows like The Office started to take themselves a little bit too seriously. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So I, and, and shows like Parks and Rec and like... Even a show like of, The Simpsons. The Simpsons starts oh, yeah. to take itself too seriously like 10, se- you know, 15 seasons in and it's just unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's not to say I don't think The Office is unwatchable. I think we, we've, we don't need to talk about how no, like, totally, our opinions but, are. The, uh, by the, the way, spot. the Jim reaction shot, like his like, you know, yeah. that is like the, that's like the, I think, most clear and common example of what I'm talking about, where like right. someone's reaction is actually funnier than, than the funny line that's, that's being said. Absolutely. Um, and I think The Office in Jim specifically is a great example of that. Um, that is my type of comedy. Comedy lives in the reaction shot. Well, it's physical comedy because all our reaction right, exactly. is physical comedy. Yes, exactly. And by and the way, that's why like when I talk about how much I like uh, Mac on Always Sunny is because mm-hmm. he is a physically funny actor. And a lot of that does comes from, come from physical reactions to, right. to the, the stupid stuff that's being said. I mean, that is the, more and more, I'm just feeling, I'm just discovering that this is like the, the reactions to things is, is really what makes things funny for me. Absolutely. No, that's cool. I, I, I'm glad that you saved that for me because I feel like I wouldn't have got, I'm, I'm happy that you talked about Detroiters because I feel like that show, uh, the, of what I've seen, it's really funny. It, Tim Robinson, like it just, it kind of also goes to show that a guy like Tim Robinson who was on SNL for like two years that kind of, you know, kind of felt fizzled out. Like 
maybe SNL isn't the the gateway to comedy like it used to be, and people need to start realizing that. No, and I think, and I think people have. Yeah, now. people have absolutely. But like yeah. the fact that you can re- not waste talent because I feel like some of the sketches that he did, and he wrote a, I think he wrote a fair amount of good sketches that made air on SNL. But like he definitely anything that what what he did on his Netflix special was ten times funnier than anything that SNL had done with him in it. Yeah, so, no, it, it, it just shows that like what the SNL, whatever, whatever the current SNL writer's room thinks is funny isn't the con- like what is, what is funny to everyone anymore. It definitely right. used to be that way, right? because yeah, it's the only show in town. So like, right, that- exactly. But I think no more. And by the way, actually, speaking of which, uh, Detroiters is produced by Lord Michaels. Okay. But do you think that's produced? Like, do you think he has an actual stamp on it? Or do you think he just like something comes across? Well, he's his the desk, first like, name that comes up at the, at the, in the final credits. Yeah, so. That could also be for, for publisher, for, for, um, like, I don't know. It, no, it you're right. Not, it could be like, it could, a, could for, just uh, his name. Like showmanship. His name like um, I don't know. I don't, but I will say that I did. And just like the comparison I made to 30 rock earlier in the reaction shot, mm-hmm. I did get 30, even though it couldn't be any more different from 30 rock and on paper, Mm-hmm. I did get 30 rock vibes from it. And I didn't realize that it was Lord Michaels until after I watched a couple episodes and noticed that, but um, I definitely got similar, uh, similar vibes. So I have to think he's, he's involved significantly in some, in some way, in some aspect. Sure. I will say I'm surprised that that show got canceled. Even I know comedy central isn't a thing anymore, but like, that seems like a clear Netflix pickup to me. And maybe it will be. And maybe it will. Now with the success of his, of Tim Robinson's special, it yeah. might go there. Totally. Um, yeah. So the whole, the Comedy Central thing is, it's a shame because there's a lot, there was a lot of shows that, and it was like, it was such a sudden thing. Um, a lot of shows got canceled just last minute because Comedy Central decided that they're not going to be a, um, I guess a network anymore that yeah. like that, that still shows current shows like they're just going to do repeats of it seems like futurama and schitt's creek and right. the office and then you might get the daily show at 11 and then everything after that is is repeats and stuff yeah. so um, no, totally and i think you know good riddance let's let's try to let's try to expand what we're um what we're what we're doing what we're thinking is funny you know yeah. these days and i think comedy central like definitely like you can't you can't downplay the importance comedy central has had to, to team oh no comedy. for sure but um, just like SNL, I think it's time to let some um, some different creative minds uh, Airs, drive yeah. that, you know. So I'm not too I'm not too broken up by that. Besides losing Detroiters, which was just man, wall to wall laughs. I knew when I looked at this at the title of the second episode of Detroiters, um, and the synopsis was they basically get a motorcycle, and the <laughs> name of the episode was called Hog Riders. I <laughs> knew. I knew that I was going to think this was an incredibly funny show. Uh, and it was. So I'm definitely really, uh, really feeling it and sad that I'm not going to be able to see any more theoretically. That's, that's bad news. Was it just two seasons worth or did I, yeah, I feel like I thought seasons. there was, I thought there was a third season. But I, I did be... not see a third. What did you watch it on? Did you just watch it on one of your, on Plex or something? Yeah. I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's two seasons, two seasons. Okay. Oh yeah, and it ended in 20, 2018. Yeah, so it's it's actually a little old. I didn't. I'd never. I'd heard of it, but like I'd never given any well, kind of thought to the show until I realized it was Tim Robinson. Yeah, I think a lot of that's gonna. A lot of the stuff that he does that he did is gonna come back now because of the success of the Netflix show. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I recommend if you can if you can grab it in some way, uh, watch mm-hmm. it all the way through because it was just like belly laughs, wall to wall every episode. I mean, it didn't miss. <laughs> it did not miss. 
that's, that's oh, and the a- other kind of funny thing is it's like the way that they design the set. So they um, work for an advertising agency. It's right. basically Tim Robinson's dad's advertising agency, but Tim Robinson's dad is out of the picture. Um, and the way that they made the set, they like very clearly, uh, they very clearly made the set look like the set of Mad Men. So they're trying <laughs> to like, I think they're trying to make it like Don Draper's uh, uh, hypothetical, like deadbeat son and his friend driving <laughs> The, the agency into the ground because they're just fucking so bad at it. Like, I love right. that. That's like, they don't ever directly reference that, but like, you can tell that's what they're trying to do. And to me, I love that kind of like behind the scenes, like, um, you know, just trying to, trying to make that like kind of a theme, like a mm-hmm. hidden theme. I thought that was really cool. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, great show. Great show. Really very much enjoyed it. Dope, dope, dope. Dope indeed. Well, I think uh, that's probably pretty good, right? If we want to try to keep it. I mean, if you want, I was going to talk about that. We were talking about Christopher Nolan deciding that he didn't want to release his movies um, to streaming platforms. We could talk about the fact that HBO Max went ahead and, and Warner Brothers are now releasing their like big budget movies from the year to HBO Max because they don't think the, the movie theater thing is going to be around for a while. So I mean, listen, it was only a matter of time. This is just one of the things that COVID has sped up is the, is the death of the movie theater. Not death, not death. It's See, not going to be I what like it was the before. Like, I, I like the movie theater going. too, but like there is no longer, once COVID blows over, you know, if and when, um, there's no longer going to be a movie theater in every major town, right? You're going to have, you're going to still have movie theaters, but going to the movie is going, is not going to be how people need to watch the newest movies. It's going to be something they do as a night out as a, as a, it's more of a luxury, which I know is, is already kind of what the movies was, but like, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a lot less important to need to go to the movie theater to see the most recent movies. I think that's, I think that's dead. And I think this, this WB, uh, this deal has has sealed the deal, right? And HBO, yeah, good for HBO for like for be, for negotiating this. I'm sure it did not come at a small cost for them. Um, well, definitely not because I think you have to factor in what the movie would have made at a th- at a theater and like kind of and because like well, I mean it's, it's releasing in they're releasing in theaters too, so they're going to release on in theaters and on HBO and on HBO. But who's going to go to the like at that point? Like you said, well, people who want to have a have a night. It's going to be a fra- but you're right. It's going to be a fraction of of what it of what it. Was I am excited sure. to see um, Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, that's. Looks good. I've already I've already set aside some some of my Christmas day to watch that. It's going to be that in the Celtics on Christmas Day. So, but like, I love going to the movies too. And Jamie, that's something that Jamie and I were doing a lot, um, you yeah. know, before COVID. But at the same time, like from a movie, going to the movies to me was never really about the movie. No, right? it's about it's about the ambiance, it's popcorn, about popcorn and theater and 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 getting and drinking like soda in the, the previews the and previews like, and a yeah. big huge screen and it's dark and plus like more 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 often than not you're going on a movie to go to a theater for um, like a date so there's like that aspect of like right. you know you're gonna go get dinner with somebody probably like you know your wife or your girlfriend or, or boyfriend or whatever and that was like part of it, you know, it was like, okay, well dinner and a movie, you know, dinner right. and a show like dinner right. and like this. And like that part, that part not being there, like it does kind of suck. You know, it's like, it's, it's just like everything else from our childhood is <laughs> like between like blockbuster and uh, you know, all these other places that are just like having to, ex- to explain to a kid 30 years from now, what a movie theater was, is going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be awful. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know? Well, it's going to be like, I mean, right now, I mean, it's like going to a fancy restaurant. Like you don't go to a fancy restaurant because you need to eat, right? You go to a fancy right. restaurant because you want a specific experience, but mm-hmm. you only do it. You don't do it every time you want to eat no. dinner, right? That's what going to the movies is going to be like before you had to go to the movies to see a new movie. Mm-hmm. Those days are over. And frankly, 
fuck you, Christopher Nolan. Oh, we are better off as a movie viewing public than we were before. Absolutely. More options right. are better. More right, options absolutely, are better. Yes. And it's obviously, like you said, this is the safer way to do it, obviously. Well, the from a COVID perspective, absolutely. Yeah, and this is why- people are go still going to the movies right now, which is insane. Well, right, exactly. And that's why this Nolan thing really gets to me is because he believes so much in- in that, that, that what he's making is art that needs to be experienced in a specific way or else it's not right. doing him justice, that he's willing to encourage people to go do something that's going to get him and other, get them and others sick. I mean, that's, but I thought that he, is I detestable. Thought he, uh, so he still did release it? I thought he didn't, didn't release it to the theaters yet. It was released, was at least internationally, it was released. Oh, okay. I, was, I thought it was being held back. I think it was. For... No, I think it was in theaters. Oh, wow. That is kind of, that, that's, that's pretty shitty then. I thought that he was saying he was going to hold back the release of the film until theaters were up and running rather than release it directly to streaming platforms. Okay. Well, e even if that's the case, even if that's the case, then mm -hmm. it still applies that like, he still thinks he's such, he's such a fucking Picasso of movies that it needs to be experienced in a certain way. You should be, I don't care if you're Christopher Nolan or, or anyone else, you should be happy that people want to want to watch your movies. You shouldn't try sure. to gatekeep them. Well, look at the fact that like, so there's a movie that got released last week on Hulu called, uh, I think it's called like home for the holidays. I'm trying to think of now. It had Christopher, Kristen Stewart and um, Dan Levy and Aubrey Plaza mm. um, mm -hmm. where she plays. Um, Kristen Stewart plays like a lesbian and she's going home to meet her girlfriend's parents during the holiday season. But the girlfriend hasn't told her parents that she's, a, she's a lesbian yet. Classic. So she's like being introduced as like an orphan and like, so I haven't seen it yet, but it, it, it broke all sorts of uh, streaming numbers for um, Hulu. It was like the highest streamed movie happiest. It's called the happiest season. Right. Okay. Um, well, that doesn't was, surprise broke, me. We talked broke, about, go ahead. I'm sorry. What I'm saying is like you released that movie in the theaters, it, no one's seeing it. Right, yes, like, exactly. The biggest name exactly. is Kristen, the biggest name is is arguably either Kristen Stewart or Dan Levy. Dan Levy, you know, recency is the bigger well, name. Well, we talked Kristen about Stewart. that too when, when Schitt's Creek won all of those, uh, all of those uh, Emmys, is that like his next thing was always going to get like a huge bump. Right, right, right. But you're right, people wouldn't have gone to the movie theater to see Dan Levy, but they absolutely will. Sit down in front of their TV the and watch Hulu. Yes. Yep. And it broke, like I said, it broke all these records. So it's like, there's like there's a movie that wouldn't have gotten a fair shake in the theaters. That's now, like now those actors and those, those writers and those directors that are making movies like that, there's a market for them now, yeah. you know? Yep. And I mean, I think that's good. Again, it, we're better it, off. Yes, exactly. Right. Yep. All of this good. is better for us right. as, as consumers. Because you don't have to be Spielberg or Scorsese or Christopher Nolan or whatever just to get your movie to go gross over $100 million. Like you, right. you, you, can, you can be a first-time director that has a quirky little film that like people can watch whenever they want, you know, sitting at their house. And all of a sudden now it's like the biggest show on, biggest movie on Netflix is, or Hulu's history. And you got a job now. The next thing you write is going to go straight to Hulu and you're going to probably make, you know, whatever so it's better for the creators that we get more good stuff because there's more of an opportunity for people to succeed and get the platform to to make more good stuff i mean it's sure it's it's all good and that's why like it's all good like, man it's all good and that's why it's why things like uh the cord cutting is so interesting to me too because it just opens up so much possibility to 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 break free of of the the constraints of how TV and movies have been made for the past thirty years, you know. Sure, I mean, it's, sure. it's an exciting time to be um, to be a fan of of watching. Keep in mind, though, 
that I'm only cutting cords because of the price. <laughs> like if they kept cords around that were cheaper, I would keep them. Just that's just that's just no so- no. You're not only cutting cords because of the price. You're cutting. You are able to cut cords because there are other contingencies and plan to watch true, the stuff true, that true, you true. that you need. Cheaper of course, options. price is the price is, price is, is my number one. Is but it but it's but you would not be able to cut a cord ten years ago because you wouldn't be able to watch things like the Celtics correct, games. Or, correct, and I would just pay whatever they fucking whatever they charge. Right, exactly. Doing exactly. Now, anyway, so now so. you have the flexibility. So again, yeah. again. I get it. I get it. I get it. You're Mm. the best. You're Mm. the best. Mm. 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 Um, I mean, yeah, I'm good calling it right now. If you want, that was a good, that was a nice little quick little episode. I think that was good. I like these little, these little quicker episodes. I mean, we, we, uh, Jeremy was saying he was watching the, um, sports episode and he said two hours i mean two hours is too much to listen to us oh, i know? forgot about that yeah with par that one is, and even it'd be party it's a good episode right but like um because you can't listen much. to that in one you don't want to listen to podcasts in like increments increments you want to listen to it in one straight shot and who has two hours to kill without you know really doing anything not so, me not me i'm you know slinging slinging box. Box. I'm too much too busy that's so. right um did you have a i don't have a pitch or yeah you, my pitch was and i i think i hope i didn't do this one already it was it's in my list um and it was actually jamie's idea but it's essentially a documentary Mm -hmm. that is so we talked you know we've talked a lot about this including today about like how the documentary creator and crew's opinions and and what they think happened is often reflected right it's often reflected in in how a story is presented right which is less important for scripted written fiction and much mm-hmm. more important for something that is a real life thing. Right. It's Correct. what makes documentaries cool to your point, but it's also <laughs> what makes them potentially um, problematic or at the very least misleading. Right. It's propaganda at that point. Propaganda. You know? Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely, uh, yeah. And I think a lot of times it's good, right? Like, like wronging, like writing wrongs of like a, of like a crack sure. justice system. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you're going to see what the, what the crew wants you to see. Right. I think it'd be really interesting. And this was actually Jamie's idea to, to pick a story to do a documentary on, mm-hmm. but do it from both perspectives. So you have a story that you tell over the course of four or three hours, let's say, where it's, mm-hmm. let's say the story, let's make it really simple. It's a, it's a one person versus another. Um, someone was killed and there's, and there's two suspects, mm-hmm. right? Typically, you would see kind of one suspect be kind of the one who's either, who's either exonerated, like in the case of um, uh, trial four, trial four, or um, what's the big one that I'm thinking of with the, with serial. No, oh, with the Hicks. Yeah. Brent Dassey, the da- uh, oh, Dassey. making a murderer, right. With making a murderer where like, it's very much implied through what, that he's innocent. But when you take a step back and look at the facts, right. Like, he, there's, there's definitely pretty good evidence that he probably did that shit. Right. Yeah. Imagine making a murderer told, through the story, the lens that you saw where he's like innocent and then told through a entirely different perspective where they take all of the facts and evidence that they clearly left out in order to tell their narrative and told the same story, but with a different narrative, with the opposite narrative that in fact he, he was guilty, right? And you see the documentary through both perspectives and you're finally able to look at it through like a kind of an unbiased after seeing both sides and really truly more so than, than with any other documentary today, um, make your own make your own opinion make up your own mind about how do you think they go about doing that it's probably either either one person who's truly neutral who's making both both halves of the documentary or mm-hmm. picking something really juicy and letting two documentary crews 
so at it. That's, that's, that's I cool feel idea. like no, I, I'm totally I'm totally down for that. Didn't they just do that kind of with the Firefest? Remember that Firefest um, debacle? That, I remember the debacle. I don't. I know there was like a there was like a thing on it, but I don't. I didn't see it. So did they? So I saw one. I believe that they had two documentaries released at roughly around the same time about the Firefest. One was a very, I don't want to say pro promoter type thing but like right. one didn't show everything and one right. kind of showed more yep yep so it is it's uh, the same concept but those yeah. are not by the like to me there's importance in the gesture of the creator recognizing that they do not want to sway you mm-hmm. and a one production showing both sides so it's a little it's a little different because what you're describing is two different documentaries showing this but it's but it's essentially the same thing right where it's like yeah. seeing the same story through two different lenses watching those back to back is probably a pretty interesting experience I would love to like, I think we're definitely heading to the, the point where like every person's going to be forced to wear like a body cam at some point yeah. for like life <laughs> just still because like of insurance liabilities for everything that you're, everyone's going to have a body cam. And I want to see a documentary in like 30 years about just, just show me the life of somebody through their body cam. And like, so that's completely uncut. You don't get to edit it. You get to see what they did. And that's how I'm, that's how, that's the only way you're going to be able to do a documentary where you get to see everything that happened. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think cams. so too. Body so. cams. Well, it's, I mean, glasses, dude, there's going to be cameras in these bad boys pretty soon. Bro, man, I already got one. I'm recording you right what? now. Son. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's my pitch. So green light. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Get definitely. the green light. This is my first green light. I think like my first like legitimate green light from you. No, I think I greenlit the um the You've given me some yellow, you've given me some soft maybe. I think I greenlit the uh the, the celebrities that play Jackbox thing. Oh yeah, that's true. Without without idea, how can you not greenlight that? I mean, if anybody got shot down, it was me with geriatric high. So Oh yeah. Wow. Which I still think is a really good idea. <laughs> Yeah, Imagine like Robert De Niro playing. Oh, like we're the, not going to revisit that. And what you're describing like star, is, fucking, like the, is fucking the Irishman. So it, it's already he's been the star created. quarterback. <laughs> he's the star quarterback. There's so uh, much Irishman level de-aging, which by the way, I watched again this in the past two weeks. Jesus. I was like, I saw they, they just released like a 4K version or something and they, all the reviews surfaced again. And it's 4,000 hours. <laughs> Irishman, 4K. Finally, the story that Scorsese wanted to tell. It's all body cam. It's like you literally, it's like a whole lifetime to watch this one fucking story that's been done a hundred times before by Scorsese. Yeah. I watched it again. I want to give it another shot because everyone fucking loves that movie so much. And I got the same I so I don't reaction. think I, here's the, here's my uh, my opinion about it. It was not as great as everybody said it was, but it definitely wasn't as bad as everyone said it was either. And I feel like it's okay that it's, it was okay, right? Like but it it's, doesn't it's have fine. to be right. It doesn't have to be Scorsese's masterpiece, which is no. Really but if not. you're gonna if you've been also times yeah. But also it's 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 also okay that it was just okay. Like it doesn't have to be shitty because okay, the anti aging thing was weird or the de aging thing was weird, and the story was way too fucking long. But it's okay because I think it's still a good story. I think the movie was still good. It wasn't something I'd watch multiple times, but it I just was don't okay. think it doesn't deserve the praise that it's gotten, and that's what rubs me the wrong way about it. If it'd be totally yes, of course anyone can make a a, a medium quality movie. If it was treated as such by the critics and by the public, then I wouldn't feel upset. See, I don't about know it. what public you're looking at when it comes to the praise. The critics I've seen praise it. But everything I've seen from the public, at least, has been negative because of how long it was and how weird the... Well, let's see. The, the, the closest approximation that we can get to this right now is looking at the, um, the Rotten Tomatoes 
uh, and looking at the, the, the audience versus the critic score. Let me see if I can pull that up. Yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes. Um, no, I do not want to <laughs> donate. Um, 96% tomato meter critic score and then 86% audience score. So you're right. There is a slightly lower, mm-hmm. um, slightly lower like public, public opinion about it, but that 86% is still pretty damn good. No, I totally, and my, and my big gripe with the, with it is that I think it's getting too much shit for being a bad movie because it's not good. I mean, it's not great, but it's also not the worst. If, it, if Casino and um, like it made sense, Goodfellas, like, if like, those movies was, had never be, existed, then The Irishman would be, would be worthy of the praise that it's received. But the, the problem is that it's lazy because it's the same thing. Well, it tells a different story. Well, it tells I mean, a different story on paper, but at the end of the day, and, yeah. it's the same story. Some guy coming in, working his way up, th- things get out of control. But isn't, it's do- also based on a book, right? Uh, do you paint houses? Isn't that a book? Yeah, no, it's based by, on a book, but like, yeah. I mean. So it, like, it's not it's like a story. I mean, the source material is, is the source material. So, I mean, it's like. I the source material is the same story as fucking Goodfellas. It's the same exact thing. <laughs> but it's told through high school quarterback, Robert De Niro, <laughs> and class valedictorian, Joe Pesci. <laughs> um, all right all right uh good episode good not great good not great but, but that's what we strive for i mean uh-huh. that's you know that's pretty much what we're going to achieve adequate here, is so. where we're at that's so. right um and we will be back next week uh, uh try maybe yeah we'll you are how, slinging we'll tons see. of b yeah it, it, at the very uh, the very latest we'll be back after the new year oh so. jesus christ you're thinking about taking you are <laughs> I mean, hey, I <laughs> this this brain just runs on fumes. Like, I mean, I need to read. Yes. Re- 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 <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not that is great. what I think. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. If you're listening, yeah, guys, thank you. Um, we will be back sometime. Maybe. Sure. Maybe. Um, and uh, Higgins, have a great week. Hey, you too. And um, don't forget, tip your FedEx drivers. Don't, so. t- tip your FedEx drivers. Don't forget. Yep. Bye. Bye.